Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are almost to the end of 2020, and many of us would say, thank goodness, right? There have been so many uncertainties and stresses that are out of our control, but there's one thing you can take control of in the new year, and that's your health and wellness. Thanks to our sponsor, Healing Inside Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine in St. Paul. Owner Senya May and her team are offering an incredible deal to get you started with acupuncture. Purchase a package of five treatments, get one free. Purchase a package of 10 treatments, get two free. For new patients, purchase a two-session intro package and get a follow-up treatment free. These offers are available through December 21st, 2020, and this makes an amazing gift for someone you love, and it's an essential for you. I see Senya at least once a month as part of her membership program. She can help patients with all sorts of issues, everything from digestion to weight loss, autoimmune conditions, anxiety, fertility, and so much more. Focus on yourself and feeling great in 2021. Visit HealingInsightOnline.com to learn more. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is the Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. Where we want to be in 2021. Hello, 2021. That's what we're saying. Last week in our episode of The Nest, we talked about things we want to say goodbye to in 2020. And so I thought it would be appropriate if today we did a quick little rundown of things that we are happy that we're saying hello to in 2021. Marjorie, I do think there has been a little bit of wishful thinking on the part of the general public who has felt like if we hit this milestone of ending 2020 – that somehow things will just magically be better in 2021. That it was like, oh, the close right. of the year, and then all of a sudden it's going to be better. And and I don't think that's the case. No. I think really the only thing you have control over right now is yourself and your nest. I mean, we've yep. been talking about that so much throughout this pandemic. And then, of course, that's all we talk about here on Best to the Nest. But particularly for 2021, I think if you are hoping for some sort of outside force to save you, you will be disappointed. And so that's why I'm hoping that we can focus on what we can do and what we are happy to say hello to in our own lives in 2021. Was that too dark? <laughs> you're you're the ray of sunshine today. It was me last week. Now you're the what was mine? There's a little pin prick of light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. So, but, but I, I just think, don't think but, that the flipping of a calendar or even the flipping of an administration is going to automatically make everything no. better, right? No, it absolutely won't. And and that was my frustration. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. When all of the news stations, you know, CNN, the things that all what I watch, were all saying the vaccine is here, the vaccine is here, there's hope, we have hope. And of course, yes, we have hope, but it wasn't a magic, it's not a magic vaccine. Right. It's not, we can't wave fairy dust over all of the United States and suddenly we have herd immunity. Right. It's going to be a long, long road and then exactly what 
I think we all knew was going to happen is the vaccines don't get rolled out quickly enough. And this isn't, I'm not blaming anybody for that. This is a massive effort and efforts take a long time. And for all of that to make a difference, it's going to be a very long time. So back to your wonderful point of (laughs) right now, the only thing we have control of is ourselves Hopefully our families and our nests. I mean, because most people don't even have control of work right now. So no, I mean, you we don't. just have to like have control of that. So 2021, what are you looking forward to? I do want to continue the slowdown and I like yes. the slowdown. I mean, I have to say, and, and I am back to work and we'll talk more about this in the next episode of best to the nest. So back to work after maternity leave. And, and I have to say the, really wonderful thing about returning at this point is that things are different, that there are just different expectations. Now, I'm in a privileged position because I have a job that allows for that. So I am able to be home more and not feel like I'm racing from one thing to the next. Because frankly, a big part of my job, and Marjorie, you know this from working in radio, is events. So a lot of times, I mean, I was heading back to work and it was like, okay, now once a week, or maybe twice a week, you're headed out to an event in the evening or on the weekend to meet people. And I always love meeting people and spending time with our viewers. It's wonderful. But at the same time, that's also like, it's an added thing and added, um, take away my time from the family. So to have that slowdown now is nice. Yeah. It's a really hard, I mean, that was one of, I think one of the hardest choices my husband and I had to make when we were doing the morning show is we just didn't do very many events. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a great way to be when you're on radio. You should be doing as many as you can. That's that's part of the job. But we always looked at it as it was more important that, number one, we were show prepping at night because we had the morning show. But number two, we had young kids. Yeah. And we just felt like that's their time. Nighttime is their time. And so I think we did a little of it, but we never did. I mean, we would see other people in the business that were out a couple times a week. I mean, we're doing a ton of extra stuff and we just didn't do that. And I don't regret it, but it is a part, it is kind of part of the job. So you have to, you have to manage that. So I'm glad you're enjoying the slowdown and at least can look at it with a new perspective. For sure. It is a positive in my current situation. I am hopeful that kids are going back to school here in Minnesota Kids are going to be back in the classroom, a lot of them, on January 19th. I'm are hoping they? that for us it will be at the beginning of February. And and I fully understand that there are mixed emotions about that for a lot of people. But yeah. listen, I live in an urban area, and I have just been heartsick about the children that don't have the resources that mine do. And I right. know how hard it's been on mine, and I can't imagine how hard it's been on single parents, on um, families dealing with abuse or addiction. And then also if there are lack of funds and technology and the inability for parents to even be there or parents who are maybe don't speak the same language as their kids speak in their school and having to help them through sounds so difficult. So I am yeah. hopeful that getting the kids back in school will at least help some of those. I mean, it's just been driving me to tears, Marjorie. Well, it is. It is. I, I will tell you, there was an article in the New York Times, gosh, sometime last week, and this was really interesting. It was the article was profiling teachers. I think it was in Illinois that when the pandemic hit, they were delivering supplies and food to the kids on that were in their classes. Yeah. 
And the teachers were saying what was eye-opening were the circumstances where many of the children lived. Yeah. If you think about it, teachers never see where you live. No. They don't they don't really know anything about your life other than maybe in a parent teacher conference. And I'm hoping going forward that's a really great eye-opening experiences for the teachers that have done that because I think it makes you approach your your students with a lot more empathy on why maybe homework didn't get done. Yeah. Why maybe they're hungry. And so they were talking about this is primarily focused on rural Illinois. And some of the conditions under which those children were living in, which was pretty severe poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, No electricity, no running water. We don't think about that. No. Teachers weren't thinking about that. And so, again, this is the – I think the the pandemic has opened our eyes to so many things. But in that teacher-student relationship, at least these teachers were saying – like they have a whole new understanding of what their job is. Which well, I think and that is makes really you wonder, yeah, will that connection continue? I mean, will teachers start to see that as maybe more of a necessity to right. understand the home life of their students right. in order to get a comprehensive picture of what that particular student needs? You know, it's just like so many things, Marjorie. We've separated our homes from each other. Right. We've separated our homes from we've removed that village idea and kind of thought like, okay, keep it in our house and then take care of it in our house. And that's not really, I don't think that's doing us any favors. We need each other. We're social beings. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't build community. And I think I went to Catholic schools my whole life and that was sort of the benefit. Yes. The real benefit of a Catholic school community is I went to a parish Catholic school. So if you're in a neighborhood school and you pray together and you learn together, the school pretty much knew the family circumstances. Yeah. And that's the other thing about it. You know, it's the same as a public school. You're going to have all economic levels. But to have a nun or a priest or a lay teacher know the family from which you come, not to judge you, but to ri- to help you rise up is a really good thing. I think and so, so too. I think I, I think I think that I don't know if that if that experience is across the board in the United States, but it was a really I may put the link in the show notes because I think for anybody who's interested in what's happening to these children mm-hmm. during the pandemic as it relates to school, I found it fascinating. I think so too. Yeah. One more thing for me, and I like a little bit of like a mantra for the year. And this one mm-hmm. kind of came about organically because it, not only was it a new year, but it was this shift in heading back to work. And I posted about this on Instagram and and got a lot of comments from people who I think might have needed to hear this for themselves too. And it's three words, Marjorie. Are you mm-hmm. ready for it? I am enough. Oh. I am enough. Yeah. And I remember hearing that in a yoga class. I think it was the first yoga class I went to after I had Bernie. Right. And I was like, could barely even do a downward dog. I mean, honest to God, Marjorie, it was like the least flexible I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and I go to this class and I was just like, I didn't even know, like, you know how if you've been doing yoga, you really get in touch with your body and you can like yes. feel how it's going to move before it even right. moves. After having a baby, I was like, I don't even know what this body is. Like, what is happening oh, here? Right. And I remember the yoga teacher saying... Whatever is happening in your life right now, I want you to know that you are enough. And I broke down in tears on the mat and cried. And so it's been something that then I realized at that moment that that might be something that I need to hear consistently throughout my motherhood journey. And I think as moms, 
you know, as women in general, but I think particularly if you're entering motherhood, there is this fear that you're not enough for your kids, you're not enough for your husband, you're not enough for your life's work, whatever that work is, right? and you're not enough for yourself. And so as I was going back to work, I posted that what I was telling myself was I am enough. And I had so many people comment, not only that, that repeating that to me, which was so kind, but also feeling like that is a mantra that, that would help them because we cannot be, we can't be happy, joyful beings if we feel like we're not good enough or we're not doing enough. I mean, that's just like a core belief that I honestly think you have to just, you have to keep telling yourself that. And if you can maybe train some of those that you love around you to tell you that too, you can internalize that message and then just feel like, you know what? I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And that's what it is. Well, self-doubt is an energy killer. Yeah. Just robs you. If you're swirling about with self-doubt and concern and you're spinning, all of that, especially when I, I read your post on Instagram, when you look at your day... It's daunting. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Distance kindergarten is killing me. Yeah. Killing me. And so Which you- I learned I say that a lot, by the way, because Heathcliff was crying the other day and Franklin goes, Heathy, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But I but I think that you if you can't start the morning saying, I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. And and just let the day be what it's going to be. I, yeah. I, I really do think that's a really healthy thing. So for me, it's interesting you talk about a mantra because I've just adopted a new one after listening to this podcast called Best of the Nest with Elizabeth <laughs> Reese. Um, I listened podcast. to last week's um, a podcast that we posted today, I believe, that you did with Liz, Liz Winky. And it ended with her mantra, oh. something to help people who are struggling with their own body image and weight loss. And it's a really, the podcast you did, the part two that we had talked about was all about intuitive eating and sort of the more nuts and bolts of intuitive eating. But the podcast ended with my body is home, but my body is my home is my home is my home. And I thought, I mean, I wrote it down immediately and I've been really sick sort of since – and when I say really sick, I, let me amend that. That's my penchant for exaggeration. I've not been feeling well since sort of the end of – beginning of November. Mm-hmm. And so I've just really been on a lot of antibiotics. I don't have COVID, but it's just – I'm, you know, I'm – I just – I'm not feeling well. And so when I heard that, it was like, okay, my body is my home. So what am I going to do in 2021 is respect that and only think about – not my weight, not my COVID weight, not mm-hmm. my any of that, but to think about again, and it's something I said at the beginning of COVID, and I still believe this, is walk every day, take up my supplement game, and up what I eat. Just yeah. my body is my home. And mm-hmm. it was such a peaceful way to think of, I want to care for it. I want to care I for it. So I'm, I'm going to up that game in 2021 for sure. But I love that. I home. teared up when she said that. Yeah, I mean, it was like powerful. hard for me to speak after that. It's powerful because I think especially, again, we can talk about anybody who's managing a lot of things, a lot of people. It's you, you. It's easy to forget about 
how important it is to take care of what's what you're eating, mm-hmm. the supplements you're taking, the sleep that you're getting. And it is one of the things that hanging around with you has made me hyper aware is what I eat. And and so that's been a really good blessing of Best of the Nest because you're my little reminder in you know, food is energy. That's all it is. Yeah. Food is and energy you deserve it. You deserve great things. You yeah. deserve yeah. You deserve great cheese. Just yes. don't eat bad cheese. <laughs> yes, I great do. Cheese. Yes, I do. <laughs> and then the other thing for 2021 is what I'm looking forward to is getting back into what I love to do, which is to dress. I love pretty things. I know you do. I just love a pretty dress. And you love so it. I went to one of my favorite sites which is called Thread Up. Yes. Um, and I went, I only go to the designer section and I buy, I bought, I, I always look through and I'll often just do this for fun is I'll go through and I'll put in like $3,000 worth of dresses and then not buy them. <laughs> but it just makes, it's just fun for me to look at them. But I actually bought four really pretty dresses and you'll love this Elizabeth because you know, like I'm super frugal when it comes to clothes, like beautiful dresses. They're all designer dresses. So they're beautifully made. Uh, the total was $136. Yes. And I totaled up what the dresses would have cost retail, which yes. is not true because nothing sells for retail. Nothing's anymore. retail. I know. But it made it it made it fun to add up. It was $2,000 worth of dresses. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all fantasy. But it was still fun. I think I bought four dresses, four dresses and a pair of, like, wild pants that I love. And that's um, the way to do it. And you, I mean, that's fun, Marjorie, and you should do that. Like yeah. we've, I know that the year of 2020 of being home and all the athleisure jokes and just wearing leggings everywhere mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's nope. your jam, that's your jam. But I know for you wearing something beautiful is important. Like I would love to see you just have like a date dinner at home with Ian and you just wear one of those great dresses. Exactly. Exactly, which I plan to do because I just – I feel it in my soul that I haven't – I mean, right now, I'm literally in a huge pair of Levi's with a black (laughs) turtleneck, of course, and like this huge flannel shirt. Super comfortable, but I miss dressing up. For sure. I just miss it. I miss it. I miss it. So, And it makes me feel better. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to in 2021, even if it's just for myself. (laughs) I'm just going to run around my house in a pretty dress. And I'm looking forward to more best to the nest conversations. This has just been the highlight of the last couple of years. I don't know. It's the best, Marjorie. So grateful for you and for everyone who spends some time listening to us. Yeah. We never, to everybody who listens, we know you're out there and we consider you as much a part of the conversation as the two of us. And thank you. You send us so many kind things, and we appreciate it. Yes, we do. Happy New Year. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love that. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to receive our newsletter. (laughs) It's going to come. It's going to happen. It'll show up one day, and you'll be so surprised. It'll knock the pants right off you. We are enough. (laughs) We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher 
And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.